yeah, welcome to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. We've been talking about TV shows, old versus new. Now we're going to talk about movies a little bit. Ruben just crossed the line. Yes. <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> good point. <laughs> So, Ruben, right. you want to start this and off again? Yeah, before before we ended the uh, took a little break there, we were talking about TV shows, and now we're talking about uh, movies uh, when we were growing up and what we thought was great. And uh, I can tell you there's quite a few that I ran across were awesome, and uh, I, I think now, I, I didn't think how good they were until now. Look back like Apocalypse Now was an amazing movie. Um, but, you know, there's some good movies today, too. Uh, but there are a lot of CGI stuff into it. But uh, there's some really good movies from back in the old days. And uh, I'm going to say old days for me is probably going to be in the <laughs> late 70s, 80s, because that's when I was going to movie theater right there in Brookville, you know. Remember meeting in town? So, well, you were seeing the movies like two or three years after they came out then. <laughs> you're yeah. Right. yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, we Jaws mom, mom would drop us off on the on Main Street in Brookville. We got $5. Yeah. Um, $5 will get you a hoagie at Pizza Pete. Uh, into the movie theater and a drink, and uh, for five bucks, and then uh, and then we usually if the movie sucked, we uh, skipped out of the movie and went run up down Main Street and act like a bunch of idiots. But uh, uh, one of my favorite movies I saw there growing up uh, as a kid was ET. I remember uh, going to see ET there, and it was so packed, it was lined all the way around the block to Brookville to get in. And when I got in, I sat on the floor at the end of an aisle because it, that's how full it was. They let people sit on the floor. Uh, Neil, and if you remember that, or Jeff, or Alan, you were here in this area. About that no, time. I was, you know, I probably didn't see E.T., not because of Brookville Theater, but I probably didn't see E.T. for four years after it came out. Really? Really? So what was the first movie you ever saw? The first, in like a theater? In or? a theater. First movie in a theater. The, the first movie I saw in a theater was uh, Old Yeller. And it was a replay and it was at the Batesville Drive-In Theater. And um, I remember seeing on TV, of course, but they had a replay night one night at Batesville, and a family went, and we saw that. That's the first one at the drive-in. First movie I saw out of theater or drive-in theater was Batesville Drive-In. Jeff, your first movie. This is easy for me. It's True Grit. True Grit. At a drive-in. And um, I've been hooked on Westerns ever since, even to this day, even the... There aren't enough modern westerns, um, but uh, you know John Wayne, and actually that was towards the end of his career. So right. I've probably yeah. seen all of his movies several times because they re-ran back again. Right. Back in back in the day when we were watching TV and there wasn't m- many choices, they re- they ran those old movies quite a bit, right? Right. But uh, True Grit was it. That that was an easy one, and then uh, not too far behind that. With John Wayne again was the Cowboys. The Cowboys, yes, yes. Dwayne, how about you? I'm trying to think. I don't remember the first one, but I remember probably the most memorable one was it was here in Brookville. It was a Burt Reynolds movie. I think it's Gator. 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 Yeah. Was oh, that yeah. the one that was shown accidentally at East Central unedited? Yes, that was. Well, I got to see that. <laughs> how my, do you accidentally show that? Well, my dad brought me and my brothers up here to watch the movie. And sitting there to move, my dad right beside me, and it's uncut, you know, because right. we're in the theater. And I don't know if anybody's watched Gator. There's a few scenes that 
Yeah. There, there's some, yeah. Um, yeah. Risk. Yeah. Risk A. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I just couldn't say nothing, couldn't move, just kind of sit there. And then the funny thing was, we got to see this, this movie's going to be played in high school, in our high school when we were like seventh grade, I think. Yeah. Well, the seventh graders got to see it before the high, the seniors did. Well, they got the unedited version to show in high school. So here you go. Yeah. You have the seventh and eighth graders sitting in the auditorium watching this movie uncut and boobs, boobs are on the screen. We'll just put it out. Boobs are on the screen. The whole place just erupts. And I'm, I can't believe they didn't shut it off, but they just got, kept letting it play. And the whole movie. You remember that now? I do. The yes. whole movie played out. They banned the rest of the school from seeing it. So the ninth through 12th didn't get to see it, but the seventh and eighth graders got to see it. All the seniors were so mad. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for the, seeing something like that in the seventh grade, that was. <laughs> Leaves a lasting impression. It was eye-opening. Yeah, it's memory. I mean, it's here. It is. How many years later? I, that's one of the most memorable movies. So my first movie, and I'm gonna do two of them. One was the in a theater, then the drive-in. So uh, a little less risque. My first movie ever was at the Harrison Movie Theater, which oh, was on yeah. Main Street. It's now a church, I think. Actually, yeah. Uh, actually, Kathy Ezel's family owned it for a long time. Yeah. Um, she was a classmate of ours. Anyway, the first movie I saw there was Bambi, uh, oh, believe yeah. it or not. Okay. So then the first movie I saw at a drive-in, my, uh, you know, the parents took us to a drive-in, was Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah, there you go. And that was pretty cool. And the whole drive-in thing was, yeah. you know, pretty cool. I think it was the drive-in out here towards Hamilton, actually, which still operates. Uh, but that was the holiday. The holiday drive-in, yeah. yeah. Well, Batesville had one. Osgood yeah. still has yeah. one, I think. Yeah, yeah Osgood's still, still open. Yeah. Now, things have changed a little bit. Instead of having a little thing to hang on your car window, now it broadcasts into your car through an FM transmitter. Which you know, is, when the boys were younger, we used to go to Hamilton quite often. And I don't know why we don't now. Yeah. Normally, it's because we ended up with a rusty nail. <laughs> <laughs> the speakeasy. The speakeasy. We, we forgot to let everybody yeah, know that's where, where we're at. at. We're at the rusty nail speakeasy located at an undisclosed location <laughs> right outside Brookville, Indiana. That's all we can say. You know, uh, I remember, so I'm sitting there thinking about all the movies I saw, you know, at the theater and stuff. And it was, I thought it was a really good movie. And I actually was uh, sitting at home a couple weeks ago and I turned it on and uh, it was on Netflix and I turned it on and watched it was Where the Red Fern Grows. And uh, I, I thought, you know, we talked about uh, movies that had substance to it. Uh, Yellow, Old Yeller, Redford and Grows. Those were great movies about a kid and their dogs, you know. Right. And it, and, well, and, and it yeah. had a lot to do with life, about loss. It you did. Know? It's yeah. huge. And, you, you know, you think about that now. There isn't enough of that type of program to teach our kids to understand that part. Right. And I think it's what makes it easier for people that are age because we know that happens, right? It's real. And, it is real. And we could really, you know, a boy and his dog, I, I think probably I could speak for all of us, that was us growing up. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We, we could, that was us. So we could, we could put ourselves in, in that movie and imagine that happening. So, you know, well, the movies out there today, uh, you know, I don't see myself hopping on a spaceship and, you know, no, helping right. the men in black, although it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but there's there's a difference there, you know? There's huge there, there, There's stuff you can relate to and stuff that's just entertainment. What's on most movies today are just pure entertainment. That's that's all it is. Right, right. Um, 
99% of them are driven by CGI and special effects. Right. Uh, Green screens. Even the the ones with substance, um, unfortunately, to keep up and to keep people interested, they're using CGI and special effects. So it's just, it's a different day and age. Part of it's derived from, you know, the younger generation. They sit around with a video game all day long which has better graphics than movies that we grew up watching <laughs> absolutely you know yeah. so it's right. it's it's something uh it's just a different and the actors aren't the same you know you know you talked about gator well how about Smokey and a bandit oh, oh yeah you know Classic, yeah right? yeah, so, and, and yeah, for, uh, yeah I, I recall yet um when uh, we went, we saw that movie at, at Brookville Theater. Yes, yes. Brookville Theater, yes. and uh, my mom picked us up afterwards. And uh, yeah, I remember making the mistake of, of repeating one of the favorite lines <laughs> from the movie. That some bitch. And uh, no, that wasn't a happy ride home after that. So you know how lasting that movie and Burt Reynolds himself was. Uh, when Burt Reynolds passed away, they ran that movie again at the Brookville Theater. Yes, and we they went, did. And we went to it. Yes, and it did. was, I mean, to sit in a movie theater and see that movie again. Yeah, it, I missed it. it. I, wasn't, no, yeah. no, I wasn't in town, and I wanted to go see that so bad, man. Yeah. And no real special effects. No. Just, no, it's just, no. I mean, you You can see when the car came down, it started to crunch up, you know. <laughs> it's like the Dukes of Hazard. We love yeah. watching the Dukes of Hazard, but they went through like 300 cars, oh, you yeah. know. You'd yeah. see that car come off that ramp and crunch when it hit the ramp. <laughs> Fenders come buckle. Back down. Yeah, you know. In the next corner, it was completely straight. And yeah. then sometimes, you know, they shoot inside the car, and it was an automatic then yeah. the next time it was a standard yeah. shift <laughs> you know it's all those little things you know right not that the dukes of hazard had a lot of substance to it no although it did have miss it Daisy. was good and bad right yeah it, did it, have miss it was Daisy. it was good entertainment it was fun you know and here's what's unfortunate about that you cannot watch it on tv now no it's been taken off the air right because there's a confederate flag on the car that's just which is bull so my two cents is that's history. You cannot erase history. That's how we got to where we are now. Agree. Agree. Um, was it good history? No, it wasn't good history, but that's how we got here. That's how we we got better and became better as a country. And to take what was a fun TV show to watch. Absolutely. You know, you can watch today and have fun with it. To take it off because of that. I mean, and you really think, look back really, what was, what were they trying to teach you? I mean, they were teaching you good. I mean, yes, they were blowing stuff up and well, they, they had cars jumping, but they were always trying to teach you to help your fellow man, no matter who they were. And, and you tried to and, help them And out. the law was crooked. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on the basis was something about run and shine. Yeah, so we don't, we don't know anything well, about that. We don't that. know about that. That's what we've heard. But, but I mean, it really, the, the, the boy, the Duke boys were always trying to do good. They did wrong. But they were trying to do good. They were trying to help people out. And yeah, it's got ruined because of a flag on a roof that did anybody really pay attention to that? I mean, it was just. No, I mean, and the reason why is because it wasn't a political event back then. No. And now everything's a political event. And that's sad. Uh, That flag on the top of that car meant nothing to any young kid watching that. It was just a decoration, right? The horn meant more than anything. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I I don't know. Maybe Smokey and the Bandit was part of the basis for that because they were running running illegal beer. But, but, you know, kind of getting back to the movie aspect of, again, we talked about a little bit with the TVs is the quality 
of those actors. You know, when you, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm a, you know, John Wayne was it. Right. I mean, he was, you know, again, he started back in the 40s and, and, uh, you know, he made some classic, classic movies he all did. the way up to almost 1980 before he died, and um, and you know Jimmy Stewart and those oh, guys yeah. from back in those days, and unfortunately, our children they catch some of those, right? right. You catch right. some of those, but you know, we talk about you know, there's there's names that for us are just you know burnt into our brains, right? That our kids, if you mention their names, would probably say who, like right. Bob Hope. Yeah, so right, right. And, and that's the. I mean, growing up, you know, people would say the name Burt Reynolds. We all knew big yeah. movie star Clint Eastwood, John Wayne. Right. Who is it today? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, in thirty years, when our kids are our age and they're right. sitting around, what's a name they're going to go? There's twenty thousand Jersey of them. Shore, right? Jersey, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, a TV that, show. A few. Again, that I mean, guy from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, that one guy from the Jersey Shore right. that did the stupid stuff. But I mean, it won't be the John. You know, Wayne. and I have to be honest with you. It's funny because I know you're a huge John Wayne fan. I, I'm not a big John Wayne fan. Shut up, Margie's back here cussing me. Uh, I'm not, and I admit that. But I, I love his movies. I really do. I love McClintock. The Cowboys to me is probably one of the best movies ever made with with the youth. I think it's great. Um, the, the, he, but the thing is, is it was all real acting. It wasn't right. no no uh, no electronic vision out there. Uh, and right now, it's hard for any of us for uh, to pick a movie in the last ten years that was. I can only pick up one right now that was really acting. The right. rest of it is it's some kind of makeup fantasy or something. But there's only one movie in the last ten years I think was really good acting. That was Goodwill Hunting. I think it was excellent acting. And um, it, and, and even with Batman, I mean, the, the Dark Knight was amazing acting, but it was still covered CGI. over by all the CGI. Oh, right? yeah. So, um, and just so you know, I think Goodwill Hunting was more than ten years ago. Yeah, yeah that's been probably yeah. was probably like it's 20, been a while. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm just thinking that's 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 a little older than that. But talking about John Wayne, I mean, he had, there were some great movies. Uh, the Sons of Katie Elder. Oh yeah, right. Um, there are just so many of them yep. that you you can go on and on. When you can walk in a you know a store and see it. Yeah, not so much anymore because everything's digital, but you used to be able to walk in, go to the Western section, yes. and half of it was John Wayne. Right. Different movies. Not the same movies. Yeah. Right. Different right. movies. Um, it, it was just... And, you know, he had that rough guy, strong chin persona. Right. Um, and there, there weren't any special effects. I mean... Hatari, there was the background of stuff going on. Which is a great show. It is. It's great it is. Hatari is. Um, they, you know that show you couldn't they they couldn't do now uh, that would no. be CGI right um, but it, it was it was just great scenery and awesome acting because they didn't have the right. CGI stuff uh, kids nowadays would probably say that and say that's an awful movie because they're used to seeing the in your face explosions you know right all I, that kind of stuff right. um, which you know in a real life. You know, I forget what movie it was I saw. Um, guy's driving a car, and uh, he ramps it up. And as he's ramping it up, he reaches over and grabs a seatbelt to seatbelt a girl in. Right. You know what? That, that's two seconds between the time that car hits that ramp and right. over the other side. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. <laughs> no, right. It sets some unrealistic expectations exactly. there. Well, but, and the bad part is the youth believes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, even 
a fun movie that was tons of special effects, but fun was, uh, you know, Harrison Ford, the Indiana Jones movie. Great movie. Uh, Raiders you know, of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um, and to show you how much substance they're, they're still doing those, and they're working on one right now. Right. Harrison Ford's got to be almost 80 years old. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's well, he's in that movie we just talked about, uh, Call of the Wild, right? the new yeah. Call of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't appreciate the animatronics in that one. I agree. I, I felt the same way. I, that's why I haven't watched it because it does, it looks fake to me. But yeah. So fa- favorite movie? What's your favorite movie, Ruben, of all time? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of them, but uh, I, I'm, I'm a person. I know I'm pretty deep, and a lot of people don't realize that. But uh, probably at top of the line, probably one of my favorite movies, probably Dead Poets, Dead Poet Society. I think it's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams. It's an excellent movie. Uh, Uncommon Valor, is a, I thought, was a great, cheesy, good military movie. Um, a Full Metal Jacket was a great movie. Um, so without naming names, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, uh, there's somebody that lives in our area that one of those characters is based off of. That's that, all I'm going to say. That was in Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I'll tell you later, because okay. we can't name names here. No, but. right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, I, there's a lot of movies that I thought that are great. I mean, I could sit down and write you up ten or twenty of them that I really like. But uh, I'm I, I always fall seem to fall back to the acting part, the actors part of it. And I I think that some of those are some of the. And I can tell you too. I now Jeff and all of us can relate to this. Is the um, the uh, Harry uh, Every Which Way But Moves series? Every Which Way <laughs> Moves or Which yeah. Way You Can? Every Which Way But Loose? Every, I could not wait. Till the next one came out, right? Right turn. Right turn. Right. Nope, yeah, yeah. Nobody in this planet did not want to see Clyde do a right turn out of pickup truck, right? Uh, great show. I, I think he, I, I think that there's a guy that did a very popular his career. Uh, got a little little different on his pr- producing later in life. I didn't, I saw the bridges of Madison County. I thought, where'd that come from, right? But I saw Gran Torino, which I thought was pretty good. Oh, I love it that has one. some good, so it's got good subs. Yeah. Why do you like it though? Why? Because it's got sub- good substance, yes, right? The, the, it's good acting yes. in it, and, and I think some of that's really good. Uh, well, so you know, when you talk about Clint Eastwood, he's yes. one of those guys, and he he so many different types of characters yes. from the westerns to the dirty Harry to you know one of the, one of the later movies I saw him was in The Mule. If you've seen that movie, what's it called? Oh, no, the I want to. I still want to watch that. No, I haven't it's, seen it. It's, yet. it's a good seen. movie. So it's you know him later in life, and and, and uh, it, it's a really good movie. As far as my favorite movie uh, to this point uh, would be Last of the Mohicans with Daniel mm. Day-Lewis. That, you know, that was yes. a movie. And to be honest with you, I'm in a little bit to, to black powder shooting sure. and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. And, and I'm not going to say I'm an American history buff, but I love American history and I love yes. things that have historical t- uh, context. And so that movie... When you get to the end of a movie and it ends and you go, wait a minute, I'm not done yet. Right. You know, right. you know, yeah, it's good. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a good book. You know, right. uh, a good book is when you get to the end and you just you just got to have more. And, and Last of the Mohicans, for me, that was it. And, and Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Right. Tell you what, one of the best actors in the world. Uh, and he, he did Lincoln. Uh, and if you haven't seen Lincoln, you need to. Lincoln is amazing. And... Um, it's funny you mentioned that the last Mohicans because if you walk in my office at any given time, I listen to soundtracks, right? And the last Mohicans is number one soundtrack that plays in my office all the time. Yeah, Hans Zimmer was an amazing 
conductor, and I listen to that all the time, and it's really good. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And right, that movie had some fantastic music. Yes, and you know when you think back. Most of the movies that are memorable really they, had some they fantastic did. They did. John Williams, Hunter, Chabowski, all these guys were freaking great. That's what made it that's what made it impactful, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Dwayne? If we're going to I, I like the high substance, the quality acting, so I've got to go with like blazing saddles and of course <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. Smoking. And you know what? It's full of substance, right? It's oh, great. So much substance. Um <laughs> But I mean, uh, to me, I, I mean, I don't have, I have so many that I just enjoy, but I've always used movies and anything as just entertainment. I don't, I don't want you to try to convince me to do something. I just want to forget everything, let loose, enjoy it, laugh. That's the main thing is laugh. And I love comedies more than anything. Yes, I love the, the serious ones, um, the Green Mile, some, I mean, that's right. not real old, but good movie, but makes you sit there and think about, you know, things in life and everything. But, just the funny ones that just when you walk out you just feel like you've been on vacation for a week you know it's just that right. much where you're just belly laughing and just so stupid but I mean we were talking off off there Mel Brooks was just a genius at just making you laugh at stupid stuff history of the world part one. Oh gosh I mean I, that one doesn't get mentioned the holy but, grail oh my gosh oh, but yes, yes you're just I mean I can yeah, you know, still he, remember scenes. Even Blazing Saddles, the end of Blazing Saddles, when they're crashing through the other movie yes. sets from <laughs> other it's movies. A, a and, and then at the end, he walks off to the limousine setting there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a Western comedy. It is hilarious. But he, he breaks it up, you know, it just takes takes you out of the reality. Reality. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's funny stuff. So yeah, what's just, yours, Alan? Mine? I'm kind of a history buff myself. Yeah. Um, some may call this history some may call it fiction Um, National Treasure great show great movie so uh, both of them Um, yes because the the, the movie um, (laughs) it's based on facts it is based on facts there's some things in that movie that um, we're all fans of Oak Island so um, there's some things going on on Oak Island with the money pit and things like that uh there's some things that I didn't realize till now. Uh, I've been on a, a, I'm on a couple forums with Oak Island that there's some lines said in National Treasure that relate back to what's been happening on Oak Island. Yes. Um, the one particular line that stands out was that if the Masons or Templars or whoever uh, built a big shaft. Now, if if you remember the movie, they all got trapped in this big shaft right. underneath the cathedral so um the first thing they said is well they would have made another shaft as an error error. an escape an escape and it's the same thing that's going on in oak island um so you know and they that was really the first time on in any movie that they really started referencing uh the the masons i mean there's there's been a lot of references really solid but solid um and that I gotta tell you, that I'm a Nicolas Cage fan. Just the right. way he acts. Um, now, did I, uh, there's some movies I don't like him in, but that the, the, that series of movies, um, it was fun fun to watch. Con Air, <laughs> you're gonna give me that bunny. Uh, so that probably is both of those are my favorite. They're supposed to be making a third one. We'll see if it happens or not. But you know, uh, 
there's another one that it's like I I think it's like a spur off of those National Treasure one with Matthew McConaughey in it. Sahara. Oh, Sahara. Sahara. Sahara is yeah, a great, great movie. movie. Yeah, great about that one. I thought that the same way because yeah. it you falls get a boat back in the to, desert? well, it falls back to the Civil War and the black ship and yeah. and uh, how it ended up clear over there, I don't know. But yeah. uh, good. But You know what? It's because there are, there are substance to those movies. Right, you're right. You're right. Um, and there's some truth to them. Yeah, there, there's enough right. truth to, to hook you in there. And yeah. then there, there's the stuff that's not true, you know, it's believable. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Uh, now... If you saw the second National Treasure, he actually kidnapped the president. And, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how plausible that would be, but uh, he did get to look at the National Book of Secrets afterwards. So. Yeah. And you now there's a question since you saw that. Absolutely. You think yes. it is? It, you think it doesn't exist? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I think so too. I, I think there's something there that's a reference for one set of eyes only. I think so. Yeah. And that's also the reason why I feel. So, there he goes is looking at me. <laughs> That's why I also think that We're some of this conspiracy there. stuff gets leaked out because former presidents actually say it to somebody, you know, the moon landing, the uh, Area 57, or 51, and look, he's just rolled his eyes at me. Uh, <laughs> I think it's all a different podcast, buddy. It <laughs> is a different podcast. <laughs> it is. You're right, that is. Back to but, the movies. So. But a lot of that refers back to this this book, right? All this stuff that's right. in this book. And, yes. uh, but that was a good movie. I did. I did like both of them. Yeah, I think it's. Good. I, think, I the think the first was better yeah. than the second. Yeah. And um, why? Because we were entertained, right? Yeah. You were, yeah. You were educated. Entertained. Oh, one, you're thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. I like history too. So I mean, the, the yeah. and treasure hunting. Every who doesn't want to find a treasure? I mean, who hasn't? Right. Who hasn't thought of that? So you 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 get hooked in on that. But it's it's real enough that you could see it happening. Right. You know, before I came over today, we were in the town. And I flipped the channel and. Uh, 1975 uh, Peter Sellers Return of the Pink Panther was on See, and uh, I never got yeah. into those well you know and we're watching it and it's, it's funny but the reason why we don't see it as funny now today is because there's no music or intro or yeah there's nothing that drinks you into each know, he's stuck in his desk and stuff and you just sort of laugh because it's raw right but it's just like that's that's hilarious but there's why is it I'm not thinking it's too funny? It's because there's nothing selling it. Well, so I, yeah, I'm like I'm like Alan. I I never quite got those, but right. you mentioned, you know. But then a lot of people are like that with Monty Python movies. And right. Some people, I mean, I mean, I, they cracked me They're up, and I would be man. sitting watching those movies with other people that are just kind of like, like totally. I don't get it. You know, totally unconnected. I right. just, so, I so, so I think I think the same thing with Peter Sellers. It either hits you right, yeah, or it don't. Right. And Monty Python right. was kind of the same way. But man, I'll tell you what, I would be crying laughing at Monty Python, oh. and there'd be other people going, "I don't get it." You know, and that brings to the point too. You know, we talk about these old movies we really like, and there are movies that people, there's a movie out there that people loved, and I thought I literally watched it and thought, "What in the hell am I watching?" And that was that Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I could not process that at all. I've never even watched it, so it's well, so I think you got the four of us here, and just probably our our background. That's not us. We all had the same yeah. thing. Like right. Right. we yeah. just couldn't process it. I don't know. Just didn't get it. But yeah, it was a big hit. Made million. You know, how? Oh, why? Yeah. yeah. So you know, this has been our kind of our take. The old movies to us were golden. They were, and uh, we would love to have some more golden movies. Yes, because yeah. uh, I don't see people talking about the movies that come out nowadays thirty years from now. So, hopefully, Hollywood takes notice. 
You know, it's a shame. We, it's just like the, t- old, the new TV shows. They end up remaking old movies. Right. Um, there's more to movies and should be more to acting than special effects. And um, will that change? Probably not because of the younger generation. Doesn't they're not, they're not going to watch it. unless. So. Yeah. Well, I think Jeff nailed it on the head earlier, though, is there's, it's volume. There's so many yes. options. I mean, like Alan said, how many channels you got? 280? Yeah. We got the same thing with cable. And now you've got, you know, the Netflix and everybody's going unplugged. And, and, and Netflix, so they're creating their own you know, you content. Mentioned that Netflix movie budget now is like yeah. billion. They're creating their own movies just and faster than for they can put them out. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're just, they're hiring whoever they can to just fill to fill space right. and, and they're four actors yeah but hopefully one of them will be that thing that that keeps them famous for a year and the, right. the company makes millions and the actors famous for a year and hopefully they're smart enough to bank some of that money because they can't act but they are the thing for right now um, so hopefully but wouldn't it great to see a, a, a brand new series of Big Valley oh. you know or Bonanza and Junior think, the 400 pound man riding up on a 200 pound horse think about the Big Valley <laughs> you know and, and the deal about those shows are like we'll take the Big Valley for example you had Lee Majors Lee Majors yeah uh, Barbara Stanwyck oh absolutely and who yep. the girl you couldn't afford um, the actor what was her name I can't remember what her name was yeah but, and, um, there was just a a star stud of, was. of folks in there, you know, and it, it was just amazing. Um, and it was the same way. You went to Bonanza. You had Lauren Green as the lead actor. Then you had Little Joe, Michael Landon. Michael Landon, right, um, right, and, which went on to be huge. And, and you know, I got to tell you, I'm a sci-fi buff, so right. I was never so shocked when the first Battlestar Galactica came on. And Lauren Green was the captain of the ship. I just, I had a hard time <laughs> processing that. You know, I think of him at Bonanza. Yeah. I'd be like John Wayne being there. Exactly. Yeah. I, it was tough to tough to process for a while, but I finally got over it. So, so, I, you know, so to that note, Alan, talking about, you know, star-studded cast. So, again, one of the first movies I ever saw, True Grit. John Wayne, Kim, Kim Darby, Glenn, Glenn, Campbell. Glenn Campbell, Robert Duvall. Jeff Corey, Dennis Hopper, yes, uh, yeah. Strother Martin. I mean, you know, the, you it's, know, yeah. it's just amazing that they put that kind of talent in one in mo- one in movie. One movie, you know. And, and at the time, I don't think they knew they had, they probably didn't know what they had. Yeah, Dennis Hopper was yeah. nobody then. Yeah, right. They didn't know. know what they had. The lady you're thinking is Lynn Lynn Evans. Yeah, Lynn yes. Evans. Yeah. That's Lynn, it. Yeah. But today, could you imagine the budget? To try to put, if you if you relate it to then the star power then of what it was, put that in today's world. Pick those same level stars and try to put them into one show. Yeah, but they, see, like you know, I'm going to go back to True Grit. Robert Duvall, that was one of his very early yes, movies, yep. and you know, but because he, that was his craft, yeah, he became. Robert Duvall later, yes. yeah, right, and Lonesome and so Dove. and so you know and so oh, some of those show. those other actors, right? But I just I think that would be part of the problem today is finding that raw talent for one that that you could put a show together. But if you tried to find existing talent, their egos 
and their budget would be so well, that's why you couldn't afford it. I mean, that's why Big Bang Theory's yeah. Big Bang Theory's done this year because they're paying three point two million per episode to each one of those guys. Yeah. So how do you you know once they reach that level? But but I mean, for their point, the studio's making millions, so yeah. why shouldn't they? I mean, there's right. a that's a two sided story there too. But it's just today to try to put those that package of actors and actresses together. Right. So speaking of Robert Duvall, so. Several years ago, when uh, he and Robert Downey Jr., who everybody, you know, Iron Man, right? Uh, they were in a movie together, and it was, look it up. I can't think of the name of it. And you want to talk about some good acting. So Robert Downey Jr. played this Robert Duvall's son. Robert Duvall was a judge. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was his son, who was a, a high-powered lawyer in the big city, uh, Robert Duvall was a judge in a small town uh, who gets accused of a hit-and-run murder. And so his son comes back to defend him. Uh, the judge. The judge. So I recommend anybody that likes a good, uh, excellent acting, uh, just sad story in the end. I'm just going to say okay. that. That's okay. Um, oh, you ruined it. Now I'm not going to watch it. But... Say what you may about Robert Downey Jr. You know, everybody, he's Iron Man. His acting in that movie was phenomenal. And Robert Duvall shined as he always does. He's great. He's uh, great. It's it's a good movie. Don't expect to go home happy after watching it. Uh, but it's a good movie. Good. Um, so there's the uh, there's the homework for everybody out there. Is the Judge. Watch The Judge. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be, all natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. Oh, what a great night we've had talking about movies past and present, maybe where the future ones are going. Uh, it's been a great time. On behalf of Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, Dwayne Bischoff, and myself, Alan Stanger, we'd like to thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen to our podcast. You can catch us on Facebook at Cross the Line 1524 or on the web at www.crossthelinefifteentwenty-four.com. <laughs>